Welcome to the Tender Nettle Podcast, where we're getting freaky with it. (laughs) (laughs) Not getting freaky. Welcome to the Tender Nettle Podcast. We're changing it up. I am starting the voice. (laughs) Every week so far, you've started it up. (laughs) No, it's you. This is fresh. This is unique. So, plants. Have you heard of them? (laughs) Uh, so far we've only talked about flowers that's continuing maybe one day we will talk about a plant that it is not a flowering one but we just love to talk about stamen so much that stamen pistol can't get enough of them um so you picked the one this week yep which one did you pick magnolia you picked magnolia i know that because that would be ridiculous (laughs) if i didn't know that then i would not have looked it up at all right um, we always know what it's going to be. I think magnolia is one that most people can identify because the flowers are really recognizable. Yeah. They kind of grow all over. Yep. There's lots of different species, probably close to 200, but all of them quite distinctive. They all look really similar. Yeah. These in the flowers. And they're every, everywhere, at least in our part of the world. Our street, lined with magnolias. Not our street, but like... Yeah. Our neighborhood. Our neighborhood. Vancouver, lots of magnolia trees. I used to have one in one of my old backyards. I have like two magnolia tattoos. Mm -hmm. Leg and face. Yeah, I have a magnolia (laughs) tattoo on my face. (laughs) Covering my entire face. Where is it really at? It's on my arm. Right. (laughs) One on my arm, one on my leg. I knew that. (laughs) Um, So magnolias, there's probably close to 200. They're found living in the wild in addition to... (laughs) in the city they have two different sort of centers of diversity there's ones that live in asia or are native to asia china japan vietnam then there's also some that are native to the americas united states and the southeast especially mm-hmm. and mexico and the caribbean south america so what is the kind that we have here i was doing some research into this because i wasn't really sure what the species were that we have like you're you're talking about here in vancouver yeah i see ones well i see some different ones i think there are different ones that grow here i've seen like one the ones that are white and the ones that are pink yeah um so i don't know exactly what species those might be but one thing that i found while i was reading is that most of the species that are from asia uh will put out their flowers early in the spring before leafing out before Mm -hmm. growing their leaves And a lot of the species that are from the U.S. will either be evergreen, they won't lose their leaves at all, or they'll put their flowers out after the leaves have been put out, like in the middle of the summer. I didn't know that because I feel like mostly I see the ones that have the flowers before the leaves come back. Yeah, exactly. Um, So it seems like most of the ones that are here are probably of the Asian variety. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people have them in their gardens as like an ornamental plant because they're really pretty. Yeah. There is one that I definitely know that we have a lot of around. It's called Magnolia stellata. It's the star magnolia. Mm. There's a ton of those. And one of the American ones that we have around um, that is one of those ones that doesn't lose its leaves is the Magnolia Magnolia grandiflora, the southern magnolia. And there's also one called Magnolia virginiana. 
And the southern magnolia is the one that is the state flower of Mississippi. Yes. <laughs> and Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there's a bunch down there. Mm-hmm. And they love them. They just eat them right up. That... Do they eat... I don't think you can... They're not really for culinary use. Metaphorically, they eat them up. <laughs> there are, yeah, there are some medicinal uses, but mm. not so much about the flowers. I guess... You, for that specific magnolia? Not that specific or one. Magnolias in general? Yeah. Because um, most of the uses are... Come from, like, traditional Chinese medicine. So maybe not the southern magnolia, but... Yeah. We'll go into that in a bit. So, to say someone has never seen a magnolia, how would you describe it? What does it look like? Ooh, um, they're always woody, um, trees or shrubs. Um, the flower, the, the leaves themselves are usually pretty thick and leathery. Mm-hmm. Um, the flowers, wide, bowl-shaped, usually. Lots of, they're called tepals rather than petals. Um, most plants have two sort of distinct types of petals, the petals and the sepals, where one is like down below and it looks more greenish usually and thicker. Mm-hmm. Those are the sepals. And then um, the petals are up above. They're usually more showy. But in the case of the magnolia, they all look the same. So they're called tepals, sort of an intermediate thing. Tepals? Yeah. And then they have like sort of an elongated structure in the middle that bears all of the stamen and pistil. The, the sexual <laughs> organs of the flower. Every time. <laughs> can't, uh, be, <laughs> yeah. can't be mature about it. <laughs> so they come in different colors. Yeah. I was looking up their color meanings. Mm. They're pretty typical. I talked about this when we talked about crocus because those have different colors. And colors, I feel like no matter what you're talking about, always have the same sort of theme. Yeah, whether it's like crocus or magnolia. Yeah, or like really anything that also is not flowers, just colors in general. You yeah. associate them with certain things. Oh, uh, I guess that's so true. So it said that white represents the moon and then yellow represents the sun. Okay. Which yeah, I can get behind. This sort of feels like a Lord of the Rings myth in the Silmarillion. And then pink, I'm quoting it, says represents the feminine friends and love. I love this is the feminine. Like, the, the. feminine what? <laughs> the feminine. It represents the feminine. Not just mm. any feminine. The feminine. So pink, feminine. Mm. Uh, like, oh. Like, moon, sun, oh yeah. And then the feminine. It's like, okay. <laughs> They're like, moon, sun, we're all out of ideas. <laughs> what is what is pink? What's pink? <laughs> Girls? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, which, like, I don't know, pink love makes sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then purple is associated with royalty, and it says, is best for spells dealing with governments. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're casting a spell on the government, you have to use purple magnolia uh, for it to really work. Get my new uh, passport updated. I just like <laughs> to get your permanent residency. Get that application through. (laughs) Purple Magnolia. So I thought that was very funny, specific. Yeah. Yeah, so those are the colors Mm. of Magnolia. Mostly I see pink and white. Uh So feminine moon flowers. Yeah. Have you seen a yellow one before? I don't think so. Yeah, I haven't seen many yellow ones. (laughs) Only when they're like dying. Yeah. (laughs) Seen some like white creamy ones. Yeah, maybe the yellow ones just don't really grow around here. Yeah. There's also, um, 
there's a species I don't remember if I said this, but the Grandif the Grandifolia no, sorry, Grandiflora. Mm-hmm. That is the Mississippi state flower, like you said. Mm-hmm. And also the Louisiana state flower. It grows like primarily on that belt of like Texas, mm-hmm. Louisiana, Mississippi. It's like they don't really particularly like it up here. Um, they can survive. So to recap, the ones that grow that are like native to America usually have their leaves. They're like they're usually more evergreen. Right. And then the ones from Asia usually bloom before their leaves grow back? Yeah. So do they bloom first? Yeah, so they bloom first. um, and Like really early on? They bloom early on, and it's thought that it was, that's like sort of reflects the climate that these different species evolved in. So in these parts of temperate or or like subtropical Asia, where these species are from, once spring starts, it's pretty consistently warm there's not a danger of frost late but in like the southeast um it gets warm and then it gets cold again and then it gets warm and then there might be like a frost late just like out of the blue Mm. um so these plants couldn't really have their flowers out early in the spring without risking um death from the frost so the flowering time is a product then of the climate that they evolved in that's interesting because these really cool. magnolias are old as hell. Yeah, very old. Magnolias are so fucking old. I'm talking more than a million years old. So we went to the gem show recently. We bought some petrified wood mm-hmm. and we bought a fossil. Right. The dawn redwood. <laughs> we bought a fossil of the dawn redwood. Very <laughs> exciting. So we bought a plant fossil. Didn't see any of these here, but there's also fossils of magnolias yeah that are even recognizable from million years ago yeah over even they like possibly over a hundred million years ago yeah so (laughs) quite a many million years ago until really recently they were the oldest fossils that we had of flowering plants Um, any fossils that we had on record from earlier times didn't have flowers and what's really cool about that is that it can give some insight into how flowers emerged like what um, was the ecological context, what were the um, morphological requirements for the flowers to evolve, and what was like the timing and relationship between species. Mm-hmm. And so like having these uh, image of these plants that evolved so long ago and might have represented sort of an ancestral state to all of the flowers that have come uh, through evolutionary time in the present provides like all of that insight into what might have been going on that allowed for the flower to emerge um before that like yeah there were no flowers so you said that we've done flowering plants every time Mm -hmm. so far and there's probably a good reason for that is that most plants have flowers that's true i think something like 99 percent of plants have flowers well maybe we'll do ferns yeah (laughs) or something eventually yeah um i guess like what yeah i guess what's really cool about flowers is that before there were flowers plants were pollinated just from like making so much pollen and just hoping by chance that it would land on another plant's reproductive organs, mm-hmm. which is what basically ferns do. Yeah. Um, and so that's a really a wasteful way of uh, trying to reproduce. I guess it just takes a lot of energy. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy, a lot of material. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, once plants were able to like, hone the way that they could reproduce, they were able to diversify and develop all sorts of different interesting reproductive structures, morphologies, um, 
ecological interactions. And and also one thing that the magnolia flower gives insight to is how plants were first pollinated. Um, so magnolias, not pollinated by bees, actually. Yeah, bees, they fuck magnolias, yeah. for one. <laughs> well, <laughs> bees, here's a little known fact. Bees hate magnolias. Yeah, they hate them. They think they stink. Yuck. Mm-hmm. But you know who loves magnolias? Beetles. <laughs> <laughs> Beetles. Mm-hmm. Um, bees might not have liked them because they were probably sweet babe, sweet twinkles. Because in... magnolias also existed before bees. Yeah, magnolias arose before bees. Exactly. So there weren't any bees around to pollinate them. So they had to have sort of strategies to be pollinated without bees existing. Really, the insects that could have pollinated them back when they arose were things like beetles and flies. Um, So beetles. Is there a specific magnolia beetle, or is it just any old beetle? There's not a specific magnolia beetle that I read of, but there are a couple groups of beetles Mm. that are really particularly fond of the magnolias. Yeah, they got a big old crush on magnolias. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I know I have a big crush on them, too, so <laughs> I can see why they would. <laughs> um, Wait, do you have a crush on beetles or magnolias? No, the magnolias. Oh, not beetles? Did you know your first present to me was a beetle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder if that beetle once pollinated a magnolia. I don't know. What type of beetle is it again? It's a tiger beetle. They don't really pollinate. <laughs> They're more of the hunter type. Oh. Uh, uh, Whereas these beetles are the pollinate magnolias. Are the Is that why you gave it to type. me? Because you were hunting for my heart? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With a beetle? Yeah. Ugh. And it worked. That just made me think of the scarab beetles in The Mummy. Uh, the ones that crawl under people's yeah. skin. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Okay, anyway. Sorry, that got sidetracked. Um, so, magnolias. Mm-hmm. Fossils of them. They're old as hell. Yeah. Beetles love them i don't mm. actually know if be- if bees hate them that was a joke i was uh, just merely yeah. a jest yeah they could hate them i don't know if bees possess hate only love yeah who really knows bees great just not they don't magnolias aren't their thing yeah not their, uh, not their cup of tea the reason why bees can't pollinate them is that the um, female parts of the flower are receptive when the flower is still in bud and so it needs to come from a beetle that, like, can crawl its way inside the flower and bite through, perhaps, and then get to the inside. Oh, interesting. And bring pollen in. So speaking of tea. Yes. You can also make magnolia tea. Well, that's not really the best way to do it, I don't think. But um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the uses. Mm-hmm. So it is used in uh, traditional Chinese medicine, and the bark is actually used for kind of some medicinal purposes, which I was not aware about. Um, aware, aware about? Aware of? Aware of. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, um, it contains several bioactive chemicals or compounds that work to be anti-inflammatory. <laughs> bioactive makes it sound like I'm going to gain some sort of superhero You power. are going to turn into a beetle. <laughs> if you drink... Magnolia tree bark. Fun fact: you turn into a beetle. Mm, that's what they call beetle bark, right? Yeah. I'm just um, kidding. It's not called beetle bark. <laughs> so it's used for a few things. I feel like every time I have talked about the uses of a plant so far, it has been 
to make you sleepy and guess what this is no exception i guess all flowers make you sleepy according to everything that we have done so far uh, actually i don't remember what crocus does but probably makes you sleepy <laughs> probably makes you sleepy makes you pee makes you sleepy that's every plant is that my those are my superpowers i can pee a lot and get sleepy <laughs> that's not the same, hopefully not the same my time. bioactive powers okay well um yes yeah, so there are two compounds that are most studied that are in it. Um, it's, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it properly. Um, Honokiol, Honokiol, and Magnolol. Probably named from the from magnolia. From the magnolia, yeah. So there's two of the compounds. So it just helps to lower anxiety and depression, apparently, and stress. Um, so it can act as a sedative to help you sleep so yeah it just kind of Mm -hmm. helps in that regard also there's other uses of like um helping with uh cramps like stomach issues and congestion and things like that so you could make it into a tea there are extracts that you can actually buy um it seems to not be super safe if you're pregnant or things like that like long it's not really intended for long-term use Mm -hmm. from what i read um, I think that it can actually be quite toxic in larger amounts. Um, but if you take a little bit, then it's supposed to help with those sorts of things. Sure. And that's from the flower that they... Like yeah, the, the flower or... could be used um, in some ways, but I think it's more common. Like, the compounds are more in the bark Oh right. of the tree. So it's mostly the bark that's used. You can also make a tincture if you scrape off all the bark and soak it in alcohol for a couple weeks. Um, and then strain it, then mm-hmm. you have kind of your own magnolia bark extract. Also, the wood you can use to make furniture. Oh. Um, which I didn't know. Yeah. I don't think it's the most common wood used. But... I don't think so either. I haven't seen anybody chopping any down around our house. But then again, we live in the middle of the city. Yeah, no one's going to chop it down their tree in their garden <laughs> to build a chair. But Yeah. But I guess since it grows wild in other parts of the world. Yeah, maybe it's more commonly used for furniture elsewhere. Right. Maybe in Mississippi. Yeah. And I guess there's lots of different, since there's lots of different species, maybe it's one or two species in specific that are really good for the wood. Or like, good, grow. Good, good for the wood. <laughs> good. Good for the goose, good for the wood. What's good? Are you good for the wood? Are you good for the gander the wood? <laughs> Is the goose good for the wood? Good for the beetle, good for the wood. We'll just make up all of our own aphorisms. This doesn't, none of this makes sense. <laughs> Um, Sorry, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we should wrap it up then. Yeah. Um, it's, I, it's, I don't even need to eat magnolia leaves. I'm already sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any help on that front. Maybe next week we'll find a plant that is Maybe one that gets you really pumped up. Yeah. What's a plant that gets you so pumped up? What's like the... I was going to say Gatorade. I was going to say Gatorade, but I don't think that gets you pumped up. <laughs> Gatorade. I don't know what. What's the, what's the Gatorade of flowers? Uh, what's the one that gets you so hydrated on electrolytes? What plant does that for you? Whenever I eat like a big juicy plum, I get really pumped up. <laughs> so, do plums. Um, yeah, I think. That's great. That wraps it up. Yeah. Magnolia, another flowering plant. Lots of flowering plants. So maybe we will branch off from that eventually. And try fern or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe next time we'll pick one that doesn't make you sleepy. Yeah. So 
Who knows? Okay. Bye.